Hi, everybody, and welcome. Um, Tom and Sarah Ministries here. I uh, want to have a couple of announcements for you. First of all, uh, my book, From Breakdown to Breakthrough, My Journey to Soul Health, is out on three platforms right now, maybe even more. But it's Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and Walmart. And if you want the book in Barnes & Noble, just request it, and they'll have it in there, and they'll start to uh, put it in their store. Um, also, just want to let you know my Bible school starting in May, a couple months away, and at the end of May, and uh, and I'm excited about it. I'm just kind of feeling like, yeah, this is something that uh, that is going to be revolutionary in the process where um, we're not just about the goosebumps and the hair standing on our necks. We're about coming into a place of understanding who we are, what Jesus did for us, what he did to us and is doing to us so that he can do this stuff through us. Uh, and then we're going to be dealing with a, a culture of honor and how to walk in these things as a Christian, as a believer. And um, and so I'm excited about that. Also, I do I do uh, coaching sessions um, in, in, in the process of helping you uh, what to do to walk in the things that God has made for you. I've been walking with Jesus for almost 50 years now. And uh, there's something about the ones that have made it through that uh, kind of stirs me. And I've learned some things over the years. And I want, uh, you know, and I, I want to coach you in those things as well. Uh, so those are the announcements. I'm excited about it. Um, and we're gonna and we're gonna see some really really great things. There are other things on the horizon, like prophetic conferences and other things that I'm gonna be doing. Um, we're gonna be doing an outreach in Anchorage, uh, and an outreach in Fairbanks uh, as the weather gets better. Um, you know, we're looking to rent a place in Anchorage and uh, at Fairbanks, probably on a Thursday night or a Friday night, and uh, just to have a healing. Sorry, have a healing service there okay anyway let's get into the teaching today this goes into the realm of what jesus did for us all right i'm going to talk about the cross today this is not for the light-hearted this is not for the faint of heart this message is not for the faint of heart do you hear me it uh, you know it's going to offend some people um you know make sure you're watching it with your child it's rated r um, because I feel like we need to know what Jesus actually did for us. So let's get right into it. Um, for three and a half years, Jesus is walking uh, on the earth. He's healing people, giving them hope, encouraging them. But what happens? A bunch of religious people get mad at him. I mean, they got they got mad at him at every turn. He heals a paralytic. And just to get the Pharisees mad, he says, your sins are forgiven first. And then he says to him, well, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to get up your bed and walk? And so that you may know, I love this, so that you may know that the Son of Man has the power to heal I say to this man, or power to forgive sins, I say to this man, get up and walk. So, there you are. 
Pharisees get mad and they bring him before Pilate um, for blasphemy uh, and, and during Passover of all times. And um, it was a night trial. Um, you know, it's like they just don't get it. You can be set free. And isn't it interesting that Jesus dies and rises again on the on the Passover, right, during Passover, when God said, put the blood on the doorposts and on the side post, the, the, the cross beam, and, down, and, and I will pass over you. And the blood of Jesus was so important that Jesus died during Passover. And he rose again after the festival. But that had to be the darkest festival of all. Friday afternoon, or whenever he's crucified, some people believe it was in the morning, some people believe it was about one in the afternoon. Um, he's crucified, the sky grows dark, and for the first time in eternity, Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Father turned his back on the Son, because Jesus became sin on the on the cross. He actually became your sin. He became my sin on the cross. And so I want to uh, I want to evaluate what we're talking about here. <coughs> Excuse me. I got this little piece of feather in my throat. <coughs> Pardon me. I have to tell you this, that it was on purpose and it wasn't the will of the Pharisees that Jesus died. And I believe this, that when they were beating Jesus and that when they were making Jesus carry the cross, when they drove the nails in his hands, when they thrust the sword in his side, the devil was cheering at the top of his lungs. The devil was cheering every pain that Jesus went through. Jesus got beaten. He was uh, scourged to the point of death. And we're going to talk about that in a second. For you. He did it in your place. He did it as you. And it was a joy for him. The Bible says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. You are the joy that was set before him. Now, there's tons of scripture. You can go through Hebrews, Romans, Galatians, Ephesians. The, the, the death and resurrection of Christ is pivotal. So what happened? Caiaphas and the religious leaders bring him to Pilate. Pilate's wife says, don't have anything to do with this guy. She said she suffered greatly all night because of him. But Pilate is sitting there and he's like, oh no, what do I do? He didn't want to crucify him. All right. Um, so he pawns him off on Herod and, uh, and oh, you're a Galilean, go see Herod, he's in town. So they go to Herod, and Herod just wanted to see a miracle. Hey, show me something. If you're, if you're the Christ, show me something. And Jesus wanted no part of that. I don't got to show you anything. 
Who do you think I am? I'm not your servant. I don't have to listen to your command. I have a command from the Father that, that says to do this. All right? Now, the night before all the trial and, the, and, and everything, the night before, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he says, uh, he, he tells his disciples, wait here and pray. Takes Peter, James, and John a little further. And he says, pray with me. You know, just, just I need you guys to pray. Stay here. So he goes over there by the rock. And he's praying. And he says, Father, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not now my will, but your will be done. And I asked the Lord one time, and this is not scriptural, so don't look for it. Or not in the Bible, so don't look for it. It's just something that he told me. And uh, and so just take it for, for that. I said, Jesus, why did you say that? You knew from history past that you were going to die. You knew that you had to do this and you already felt it in eternity past because you're not locked into time and space. Why did you say that? And the Lord told me something that was interesting. I don't necessarily, again, this is just, what I feel, I, I'm not gonna. You're, if you want to argue with me, that's fine. I, I mean, I, I don't have. I'm not locked into this thing. But he said I didn't want to leave. I was having too much fun. And then he said, "You know how much fun it is to heal somebody. You know how much fun it is to have a blind eye open and people, uh, and, and people receiving Jesus from that." And he said, "I didn't want to leave. I was just having so much fun." And then he said, but if I didn't go, you couldn't have this fun. I'm sending the Holy Spirit and he will be with you and I will be with you. Interesting stuff. So Jesus, uh, Jesus is in the garden. Judas and the, and the, and the soldiers come up. And, um, and I think Jesus was more hurt by the fact that Judas betrayed him and did not come to him for forgiveness. Jesus would have forgiven him. Look at what he did to Peter. If Judas had turned, I know it was prophesied that the son of perdition, you know, he's going to, in the field of blood and all this stuff. But Jesus would have readily forgiven Judas. But Judas didn't want forgiveness. Judas wanted regret. And don't we do that sometimes? I'm telling you this because it's important. Uh, regret is its own reward. If you're going to regret, you're going to be regretful. It doesn't do anything for you. Regretting it does nothing for you. Regretting a thing doesn't do anything for you. Now, I'm here in Alaska and uh, we're, we're, we're experiencing our third winter now and uh, for this year. And the deal is, is that sometimes you get boxed in. And I can regret the fact that I'm here. But again, regret is its own reward. I don't want to regret all the time. <clears throat> 
But I'm telling you this because I want you to understand it. Now, Jesus, um, Thursday night, they have this trial. They, they bring up witnesses and they're contradicting each other. And then Caiaphas is getting kind of ticked off. And um, he was getting kind of ticked off. And he said to, uh, you know, he, and he said to Jesus, well, are you the Christ? And he says, I am. And he says, well, what further need do we have of, of uh, you know, what, what need do we have of witnesses? You heard it. So they send him to Pilate. Pilate questions him. I mean, the famous, what is truth? And he was staring at truth. But he says, what is truth? Don't we do that sometimes? I tell people all the time, you can't walk in the situation that you're in um, oblivious to what the truth in heaven looks like for that situation. You have to really see it. And so Pilate says, what is truth? Jesus doesn't even answer him. He's looking in the face of truth. Jesus said a few chapters before, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am way. I am truth. I am life. God way. Truth way. All right. God way. God truth. God life. And so Pilate, Pilate's like, I don't know what to do. My wife told me not to. How many people listen to their wives? Um, there's just something we have to understand. That it was a fixed trial. They wanted him dead. I mean, look at this. Pilate wanted nothing to do with it. And yet Pilate looks at him and says, well, I can release to you Barabbas or I can release to you Jesus. And Barabbas was a notorious murderer. People hated Barabbas. And Barabbas means no father. And he said, well, you can have that guy or you can have Jesus who loved you and healed you. And all the religious people said, crucify him. Crucify your king? And then they said something that was totally, totally messed up. They said, we have no king but Caesar. Well, they've been fighting for years that God was their king. Don't we do that? We want anything but Jesus. We want anything but life. We want anything but truth. So then they have Jesus flogged and scourged and God pulls his beard out. They punch him. Prophesy to us, who punched you? And the Romans were not nice people. They weren't politically correct. What they did to Jesus was incredible. They beat him. They punched him. They flogged on him. They took a cat of nine tails. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a where they put pieces of glass or pottery, metal, um, chains, whatever they have. Scrap stuff. And when they beat you with it, it sticks into your skin and they pull the flesh off. And according to Jewish law, you're only allowed to do it 49 time, 39 times because on the 40th time, he was free. Couldn't do it anymore. So Jesus 
is taking all of this with you in mind. They hit him, and it, and and the flesh goes all over the place, blood splattering. Jesus, after like the third or fourth hit, his back is totally opened, and maybe his stomach too. I don't know if they turned him over. But they beat him, and like after eight times, you're in shock. But the flesh is flying off. Blood is splattering everywhere. Jesus' face is swelling. And they weren't careful where they hit you either. They could hit you anywhere. They hit you on the back. They hit you on the side. They hit you in the butt. They hit you in the back of the neck. You know? And then they, you know, they have him there. And then he's awaiting his, you know, he's awaiting the cross or whatever he has to do. And they put this purple robe on him. And this robe, which is made of, of gauze kind of materials, uh, sticks to the wound and adheres to the wound. All right. And, uh, and, and it's there and they put this crown of thorns on his head. Oh, hail the king of the Jews. Yay. If you don't understand what Jesus did for you, listen to me. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was crushed for our sins. And the punishment for our peace was laid upon him. So Isaiah 53. That's the punishment for our peace. God poured out his wrath, poured out his judgment that was rightfully ours. He poured it out on Jesus in the form of, a, of Roman soldiers. Because Jesus became us. Talk about grace. Talk about mercy. Jesus got what, what he didn't deserve. We got what we didn't deserve. And we get what we don't deserve. Jesus took what we deserved. He was beaten. The Bible says he, you know, you couldn't even recognize him. couldn't identify who he was. In the midst of the beatings, in the midst of the trial, Peter denies Jesus. And the Bible says, hey, you know, Jesus is at the Last Supper and Jesus is talking. He says, hey, Peter, Satan asked to sift you out like wheat. But I prayed for you. And when you return, so that means he knew that he was going to fall. When you return, feed my lambs. I'll never deny you, Lord. Well, you're going to deny me three times that you knew me tonight before the rooster crows. Peter's in the courtyard. Three people. I don't know this guy. I don't know what you're talking about. And he curses. He speaks a curse. Jesus' passion for you is unsurpassed. That he would do this for us. So now he's waiting and they put this robe on him. They got this crown of thorns on him. And they give him this cross. Now, 
it's unclear as to how heavy this cross was. I personally believe in trying to pick up wood and trees myself that in order for this cross to be effective, it had to be thick wood. And um, so I'm assuming it was around two, three hundred pounds. Maybe 250, 300 pounds. And he had to carry it. But Jesus falls under the weight of it. The weight of our sin. He carried the weight of our sin on his shoulders. And we get to carry the weight of his glory on ours. He took all the burdens. He took all the cares on his shoulders. And then when they put the nails in, it wasn't, I don't know where they put it. Some people believe they put it in the hands. Some people believe they put it in the wrist. It doesn't matter. They pounded the nails in there. And he did it for you. The Bible says that on the cross, he became sin. On the cross. And I believe that the devil was cheering. The devil was rejoicing in the fact that Jesus now is dying and his, his voice is shut. The devil was created as Lucifer. He was created to worship Jesus. And now he's rejoicing at his death. Which, by the way, if Adam and Eve didn't do, any, didn't do what they did, he wouldn't have had to do that. I don't know, maybe somebody else would have. Uh, sinned instead. Through the disobedience of one, sin entered the world. Through man came death, and by man came the resurrection, the man Jesus. So Jesus is hanging on the cross, and he's taking care of business on the cross. John, this is your mother. Take care of her. Mary, this is your son. He's, do, he's dealing business right now. He's doing, he's doing what a good firstborn son should do. He has a thief on the cross that's mocking him. Another thief tells that guy to shut up. Maybe in the King James, he probably said, verily, verily, be quiet. And, uh, and he says, you know, this guy's done nothing. We deserve this. He doesn't deserve this. And then he looks at Jesus and he says, please remember me when you enter into paradise. Sure enough, Jesus is the guy. And he wants to take away all of this stuff. He wants to take away the very things that rip us off. Jesus said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me because I am meek, which is strength under control and lowly of heart, humble, and you will find rest for your soul. Jesus did it so we would not be tormented any longer. power of God is manifest today in your life through the cross. But Jesus didn't stay dead. He went down into hell. He took the keys back. 
came and rose from the dead in power and victory and the devil was scared stiff. Uh-oh. Because the devil has no more authority, no more power. He has given us the keys of the kingdom. And whatever we bind on earth already is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. He gave us the keys. He took them back. Man gave it to him. Man took it back. And God loves you. And he wants you to surrender your life to him. Make him Lord of your life. Repent of the way that you think of Jesus. Change the way you think about Jesus and align that thought with what heaven thinks about him. He is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And he'll take away all of the pain. He'll take away all of the, of the, of the sin. And he'll wash you clean. It doesn't matter what you've done. He wants to take you back. Bring you back to him. Would you do that today? Knowing what he did on the cross for us for those three hours. The sky became black. There was a great earthquake. And it tore the veil of the temple from the top to the bottom. Just tore it. Ripped it. And now we have access. To, we can come boldly into the throne of grace. Well, God loves you guys. And I love you. And I just wanted to share this with you today. Because it is our opportunity to come to Jesus and to take his forgiveness on the cross and to take all of our burdens and bring them to the cross. He loves you. Well, God bless you today. I want to thank you for joining me. And again, my book, From Breakdown to Breakthrough, is on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Walmart.com at least. And uh, you need to get a copy of it. It'll bring you back into soul health. So anyway, God bless you guys today. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you the next time.